Hi, I'm Randy Efron from Skylatis Property Capital. I'm a former CPA, real estate private equity investor, and lender, and now I leverage that experience and my relationships to help people structure competitive debt and equity capital for their real estate deals. Today's episode is part three of the Hotel Management Agreement series. Let's talk about compensation. Most management companies receive a base management fee that equals a percentage of gross revenue. However, if there are components of gross revenue that don't require any management, such as revenue generated from triple net lease retail tenants, the hotel owner may want to consider negotiating an exclusion for that revenue. In addition to base management fees, managers are usually also entitled to incentive fees if the hotel's income exceeds predetermined thresholds. Those thresholds are usually tied to a minimum return on the hotel owner's invested capital into the deal. The thresholds are commonly called owner's priority, and the methodology for calculating them should be clearly outlined within the management agreement. For example, is FF&E reserve included as a deduction in calculating income? Hotel owners should also try to negotiate rights that allow them to increase the income thresholds that are used for the incentive management fee calculation if certain things happen within the hotel's market. For example, if five hotels in the local market go out of business and the amount of available room inventory decreases by 50%, the subject hotel's income should naturally increase. The management agreement should address things like that. All management agreements should also have a cap on the amount of aggregate fees that managers can collect between the base and incentive fees. Managers also need to agree to subordinate their management fees to any debt service that may be due under a loan. Lenders usually require this. Aside from base and incentive management fees, managers are also entitled to other income streams that are intended to reimburse them for expenses that they incur. Many managers will charge accounting and revenue management fees to the owners of their managed hotels. The fees are commonly structured on a per-key, per-month basis, although other options are available. Managers also get reimbursed for corporate IT expenses, travel and entertainment, and miscellaneous expenses that the management company incurs during the term of their management agreement. It is imperative that these fees and reimbursement structures are negotiated upfront, otherwise they can end up getting embedded throughout the hotel's income statements and add up very quickly. During the great financial crisis of 2008, when I was asset managing hotels, I did a very deep dive into the reimbursements that our managers were collecting and we were able to cut out a material amount of expenses moving forward. The next topic that I'd like to discuss is guest satisfaction scores. When a hotel owner signs a franchise agreement, they are regularly subjected to guest satisfaction score audits. You know those comment cards or online surveys that you fill out when you check out of a hotel? Well, believe it or not, those things really matter to owners of franchised hotels. If a hotel fails to achieve the guest satisfaction scores that its franchisor, such as Marriott, requires, the hotel and its owner can end up in a default situation under the franchise agreement and potentially lose their franchise license. Therefore, 
the management agreement should contain a requirement for the hotel manager to maintain certain levels of guest satisfaction scores. If the manager fails to meet or exceed that level, there should be a penalty. The next topic that I'd like to discuss is tenancy. It's important to make sure that the management agreement is properly drafted from a legal standpoint so that no tenancy relationship exists between the hotel manager and its owner. If a tenancy relationship exists, the management company's rights are very different than if there is no tenancy. The key thing to be aware of is that it will be much harder to remove a manager from a hotel if there is a tenancy in place. The last topic that I'd like to briefly cover in this episode is non-competes. Prior to signing the management agreement, the manager should disclose what other hotels they manage near your hotel. The owner should consider structuring restrictions that prevent the manager from potentially managing competing assets that can create conflicts of interest. Now, between this episode and my prior two episodes, you should have a good starting base of knowledge to negotiate smart management agreements. However, an attorney with hospitality real estate experience should always review your agreements before you sign them. There are many more concepts that should be considered within your management agreements that were not necessarily covered in my episodes. Please consult an attorney in that regard. Separately, please click like, subscribe, or follow to stay informed about new episodes or send me an email at randy.efron at skylattice.com if you need help raising debtor equity capital for your deals or would just like to leverage your time better without incurring any overhead. Thanks, and I'll see you next time.